0: Welcome to Heather Solves Everything, a how-to-do show where Heather takes credit for making the world a better place by introducing you to people who actually are.
1: I used to think that I was a good person, then I met these folks. Wow. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Heather Solves Everything, a how-to-do show where I take credit for making the world a better place by introducing you to people who actually are. Not all heroes
0: wear capes. Who's our hero
1: today? People have Alzheimer's. People have dementia. People have people who have Alzheimer's and dementia. All of those people need help. They need care. They need companionship. That sounds like a job for you. Heather, what's the solution? You know, where there's a problem, yo, I'll solve it. I've got John here with the Alzheimer's Project. He's going to tell us how they are the boots on the ground in Tallahassee saving the day.
0: Sounds like you've got this under control. We knew we can count on you, Heather.
1: I want you to listen to the very end. That's when he's going to tell you about the ways that you can get involved. But for right now, let's get into it. John Trombetta, Executive Director of the Alzheimer's Project. Thank you for being here with me today.
0: Well, thanks for having me, This is exciting. I uh, love your show.
1: Oh, thank you. I am really glad to have you here because, as it turns out, I had a completely wrong understanding of what the Alzheimer's Project does. (laughs) I um, have a wonderful friend who does some work with you, (laughs) and um, I was under the impression that the organization she was working with was an affiliate of a national alzheimer's association and through a conversation with her she enlightened me that no the alzheimer's project is not that and as she started to explain your mission and your purpose i knew i had a lot of questions and i thought others might as well and so i wanted to have you here so that i could ask all of my questions
0: well, good. And I'm glad we glad we got that out of the way too, because I I, I to get that same question about, well, what do you guys do? Oh, you're not okay, because Alzheimer's Association does research, and you know they're funding something different. We're 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 local, uh, and we're local, and we're helping the caregivers manage their loved one that's living with the disease. So we're kind of on the front lines. We're we're managing those folks and and getting helping with their day-to-day needs and things like that so yes it's very different And, and because we both have that uh in the title um there is some there is some kind of confusion there but we uh uh we do like to distinguish ourselves as as local uh and that's important to it's important to us but it's also important to our funders to to know that when they're giving to us and when they're providing for us we're giving it right back into our community you know it's not going into a, a, a national organization to take nothing away from them mm-hmm. um, uh, they they do great work and provide um, good informational services but we're going to provide the the more hands-on the frontline services uh, here and not only just in Tallahassee but we have an 11 county service area uh, so so we are you know we're, we're local and 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 we'll take care of our own
1: how did the Alzheimer's Project come about?
0: It came about from a, a St. Paul's United Methodist Church. Um, it, it, it was a ministry of theirs. Oh, uh, so it started out within the church, and, and they were running it from the church. And and um, in fact, one of the uh, the ladies that was working at the church at the time is still uh, has has come on to be one of our uh, um, one of our support group, one of our our um, uh, social workers. And, uh, and has kind of seen the whole thing progress uh, because it, it was started at the church. And then in 1992, uh, we incorporated and kind of became on our own. Mm-hmm. And our office is actually still behind the, the church in the old parsonage uh, oh, that serviced yeah. uh, St. Paul's United Methodist Church. And we're, we're so grateful to them for starting that ministry, um, but also for the opportunity to kind of you know, grow our own wings and, and fly a little bit. Uh, it's it's nice to have that connection to them they still serve as our a host for some of our support groups uh, and some of our respite care so we still feel that connection to them and they've been just wonderful to us but uh, it's almost the way that you'd like a ministry to to, to take flight you know to, to get it started and then have it move out on its own and, and to have such great support like we do now is a true testament to the to the folks who back in the early 90s said, this is or actually late 80s, uh, this is something that our community needs and this is a way we can, we can help.
1: You could not have put that in a better way. You're right. That's exactly how you would want a ministry to, to have that organic start and then put down roots and then eventually need its own building. I mean, you can't ask for anything better than that. And especially when it's something that started because people saw a need. What was the need that they saw?
0: Uh, The need was 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 help for those caregivers that the so many of the you you think about the person living with the disease and and unfortunately Alzheimer's doesn't have a cure. Right. And there's only so much that you can do for that person in terms of, you know, I say there's only so much there's a lot you can do for that person. But somebody has to do that. Right. And you you think about the, the cost and expense of outside nursing care and 24 hours a day and seven days a week and that's not what's happening and and not necessary, not what always is necessary either right uh so you usually have a loved one that was stepping into that role and i think the church saw that more and more loved ones were being called to that and it was pulling them away from their lives and it was basically becoming their uh, their work and yes. and their life and so uh in a way to believe that the respite that's where the respite idea comes from or not necessarily comes from but that's sort of how it how it came to be in this instance um is that let's find a way to give these folks a break yes let them go the caregivers care for the caregivers uh let them go for Go get a haircut. Let them go to the grocery store. Let them have that time alone to go to their own doctor's appointments and things like that. Because it's just a, uh, it's a, it's such a long cycle. It is uh, for them. So this is kind of where that where that started was recognizing that that need. And I'm sure it was uh, some folks in the in the church that kind of got it started. But then word travels fast.
1: Absolutely. And that is something that we see in so many chronic illnesses, especially those that have a long journey of treatment, recovery, or just, you know, lifelong need of assistance mm-hmm. is those caregivers who are putting their lives on hold or trying to juggle a full-time career and another family and caring for somebody who's um, who needs it. And having, having that, I don't want to call it a burden although sometimes it is an extra weight on you um, and, and I think we just don't we are just now starting to understand the toll that it takes on the family members who are caring for somebody with a chronic disease and with something like Alzheimer's and so that's a real need.
0: Sure it is and, it, it, and it's, it's funny because you know yes it's, it's those caregivers that are caring for that person there's so many that that are caring for them that that aren't raising their hand and saying, "I need help." They, they come from a from a from a background where we got it. We'll take care of it. Right. We'll take care of they our own. In we, right. They 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 suffer in silence. So they just and to to not even have a diagnosis to say, "Well, oh, that's grandma. She's just old." Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, grandma's not just old. She she's got something going on. Right. And and her quality of life could be better. Your quality of life could be better as a caregiver uh and and the impact that it sort of the the butterfly effect of something like that mm-hmm. um because it's 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 you it's your children it's your siblings it's those the others in the family that however they're affected and and you know, folks have a story of of where the children unknowingly may have been impacted just because of what they saw yes uh or you know the relationship they have without really understanding why the, their loved one was this way
1: and why things are changing
0: right right and so there you know that caregiver takes on many roles uh many uh it, it, it's the role of having to explain it and having to understand it and then having to work around it or work with it mm-hmm. uh it's a uh it's a job that nobody gets trained for
1: right yes you exactly <laughs> you're right so
0: that's that that's that which is another way another reason and why we're here so we can teach those classes to people to say okay this is what dementia is Mm -hmm. and this is what being a caregiver is all about Mm -hmm. this is basically what you're may not have signed up for but this is the role you're in
1: right your other duties as assigned
0: exactly (laughs) yes well put well put
1: so what would you um, consider to be the wraparound effect of services that you provide? What is available to people in Tallahassee who um, might be listening to this and thinking, that's me?
0: It's, well, it's, it's that, it's a, and we get those calls every day. Eh, my, my spouse, my mother, my father, something's a little off. Okay. Something's, something's not right uh some of them will have a diagnosis someone won't have a diagnosis and and in those early days it's it's getting that diagnosis and having that conversation um had a gentleman call me yesterday uh about a brother that lives out of state and and brother's not quite tuned in to what the diagnosis is but knows that something's going on and wants his brother to help him Mm -hmm. his brother just doesn't know doesn't know how to help right Uh, so it kind of starts there it starts with where are we in that in that conversation where are we in that discovery phase of of what the the person that's living with the disease where they are what stage of it they're in because mm-hmm. uh, there are uh, you know several stages of it right. nine stages um so it kind of starts there and 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 giving them some perspective as to okay this is this is what it's going to look like here's kind of what the roadmap map looks right. like uh and here's where you are in that map uh, for some of them, it's like, okay, we've got some time. Mm-hmm. We can, you know, we've got some time. We can do some planning. And mm-hmm. some of them, it's like, it's here and we're dealing with it. And right, right. <laughs> the you know the, the 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 it's 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 happening. Yeah. Um, which is and, and and so, but you still have to get those. You know, it, it's like being thrown into the the fourth grade versus starting at kindergarten. Right. Or, pre pre-kindergarten or pre pre-kindergarten now wherever we we start <laughs> <laughs> we start kids um but uh but yeah it's it that's what it is it's uh it's starting you know in the middle of the race right um but uh, uh so that's that first conversation and then you know kind of going from there and and each family's needs are different uh some that might have the resources to to bring a care a uh, a uh, uh, contract caregiver in or uh have some in-home care through a service uh for a few hours a day that's helpful some of them can piece together some some family because oh by the way some people are still trying to you know work and and, and have a career and and raise a family and Mm -hmm. and do all those other responsibilities so um some of them have that fortune and and some of them just you know like hey I've, i've got all this and i we're all set here I need this one little piece i need a support group i need some folks i can kind of talk to Mm -hmm. just to get some stuff off my chest because this is i know i don't have it as hard as many do but it's still weighing on me and i want to get this stuff off my chest so many times just want to talk
1: yeah yeah so do you have the clinical staff to make a diagnosis or do you refer out for for that type of service and then they come back to right. work with treatment
0: yes we we we, we do not have a, a medical staff okay. we've got a staff of licensed clinical social workers that are absolutely bar, bar on the just the, the best, best people, people in the world they social are. Worker. oh my
1: gosh <laughs> it's uh
0: it's 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 amazing you know it when covid's over when you see a social worker just give them a big old hug
1: give a social worker a <laughs> hug that should be a day that is on the calendar if it's not already <laughs>
0: <laughs> because they just you know they, they're just they're special people but yes. uh so that's our that's our crew is, okay. is social workers um and and we do refer them out to uh um you know to their physicians, their general physician to sort of handle the medical side of it mm-hmm. and the diagnosis side of it and and for what treatments and treatments of symptoms that they can offer. Um, But but we're here on kind of that, you know, on the other side.
1: So it sounds like the typical person who might um, be getting services from you is somebody who has a loved one or someone who they're responsible for, who has either early onset signs of Alzheimer's or dementia um, or they have a diagnosis and they need support in some area whether it's time that they can go and and take care of logistical areas of life like Mm -hmm. errands and personal things um and then also connecting with other people who are experiencing the same thing in a in a support group yeah tell us about the support groups that you have
0: The the support groups are um very popular uh we've got them uh like i said we we have that 11 11 county area we're you know we've got them in Chattahoochee and marianna uh and then we've got them at uh i think about 6 or 7 churches um around town uh, okay. here in Tallahassee um and then we've got them in Quincy and, and other places too uh and those support groups are or it's a it's a group of you know some some of them will have you know be a small group a 6 to 8 person group they'll you know be 10 or 12 you don't want them too big because you want people to have that chance to share and and uh, and to connect and to build you know to 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 build that that trust amongst the group but also to to be able to 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 share and unload those burdens um, that they're they just need to need to say it out loud and they need to hear that other people are going through it too it's like oh it's not just me
1: sometimes that's all you need is, is a connection with somebody who understands and who can relate to what you're going through, um, and then especially being able to just share ideas and oh, yeah. and best practices and stories and resources, um, and that's sometimes one of the, the most, it's one of the easiest benefits to provide and sometimes the most meaningful.
0: It, it truly is, because especially those tips and tricks, like, oh, I hadn't thought to do that because... Number one, I'm always tired. I'm always exhausted. I don't, you know, you're you're not able to problem solve like you normally would. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having those tips and tricks and 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 uh, hearing those can be, you know, can be a blessing. You, know, you mentioned, you know, you talked about the resources. And one of our, one of, I don't know, my favorite things that we offer is just, is a resource guide. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's great because while it is on our website, we do have the books, the tangible book, mm-hmm. which. In this case, I feel like I feel better about right. Yes. I feel like something you can hold. Um, in this case, I can turn to a page and be like, "This is where my
1: you can highlight in it. This, this you is my can answer. Fold it down, you right. can Put a sticky note on it,
0: and it's got all kinds of great numbers and and you know who to call for this and where to go for that and mm-hmm. all the service providers listed in there and just some you know hey you know here's some signs that if you see things like this that means this that sort of thing okay um and and that's such a kind of the the, the one thing that you'll if you get nothing else for else from us uh get that and that will that'll be a uh, a tremendous help for you
1: i would say get two one for you right. and one to share with a friend I. <laughs>
0: that's it that's it one for the house and one for the car you know exactly, yeah
1: so um, we've talked about the types of services that somebody can receive from the Alzheimer's mm-hmm. Project. If somebody feels like they might have some strengths and skills to offer, what are your volunteer opportunities?
0: We've got a lot of volunteer opportunities. In fact, our our operation is, as much as it's run on the backs of our, our fantastic social work team, um, our volunteers are so critical to us um, because, you know, in in... Normal times. Um, back in the day. Uh, <laughs> Pre-COVID. Right. Uh, I was trying not to say it, but I, I don't know how you can't. Yeah. Um, but when we operate our what we call our social clubs, which is our day respite program, mm-hmm. um, where folks are going and, and dropping their loved one off to spend time with us so that they can kind of have their time out, um, volunteers are, are essential to that. Yes. They're the ones that are leading the bingo games and the mm-hmm. sing-alongs and, the, and helping with the activities and the puzzles, and they're engaged with those folks, and there's a connection there. Uh, And that's and and which is we we talk about the 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 journey. That's what makes the journey better, and that's Mm -hmm. kind of you know part of our mission too. Let's make that journey a little bit better. Yeah. Um. So it's a uh. uh, So our volunteers help with that. Um. So we use volunteers for our respite program, which now is an in-home respite program. Right. uh, Where they'll go in the home and 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 sit with that uh, the person living with the disease. It's not as as long of a time. We normally do six hour chunks. This is a you know two, three, four, you know, however you can can spare. But it is a commitment. Well, that's um, nice to
1: know that that's available, and it, it is. It, and it is a commitment. You're right.
0: It is because it's it's you know it's, we get we get a lot of especially this time of year when the when the students are coming back a lot of clubs and a lot of groups are calling on us because they want to help and mm-hmm. we love them for it uh, right. we really do we really appreciate it um but it's a but it's a commitment and because when you're dealing with a uh, uh someone that's living with memory disorders and things like that the the consistency of that caregiver can be important and the routine can be important yes. um and so having somebody that says oh i can do a couple hours this week and and i may be able to do a couple hours next week um that's a little tougher that's not uh, as helpful to do that's not as helpful but um you know but again we're, we're still appreciative so we we take uh we have volunteers in our um for our at-home respite program uh which is used to be our facility respite program our social clubs so those um, are
1: individuals who go into people's homes and spend time with them and are a companion so that their caregivers can have a break
0: right right
1: and is there training that they have to go through for that or background checks and things like that we
0: do training and we do background checks uh to the to to the fullest extent uh, to a level two background check um which is the same one i get as as an employee Mm -hmm. so uh, we're we're very conscious as we do a training and we have very strict protocols in terms of not just for for COVID but just in terms of 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 you know the professionalism and behavior and that sort of thing mm-hmm. and and so there's so we've the volunteer opportunity is that but we also um, we have what we call our relief program okay um, which is uh, for the sundown time that four to seven time where emotionally. That's kind of where I say four to seven, the the hours sort of fluctuate, but it's that when that when when that's when things get toughest and when emotionally people are are, uh, can potentially be at their lowest. So we try to insert uh, somebody in there to kind of keep the spirits up to sort of help with that that sundowning transition.
1: I call that unhappy hour. Right.
0: (laughs) that's well said (laughs) that's well said unhappy hour or unhappy hours Um, that's when it hits you (laughs) yeah that's when it's just like when it goes dark and it's and it's so funny because you know i've been there myself yep um and it's 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 not you know not necessarily related just to 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 the you know condition of of memory disorders it's kind of like you know the the day is done and there's this gap in time of just kind of nothingness maybe and Mm -hmm. and it's it's a gives you know some people can you can get into a rabbit hole there mentally um, so we, we try to try to help curb some of that and we're able to do some of that um, with our with veterans uh, and uh, we've got some you know s- specific categories that we are uh, not categories we've got a program uh, AmeriCorps program okay that is designed to help our veterans okay uh, which is which is really neat I mean it's you know it''s, it's a uh, it's, it's a way to serve those who have served. Uh, but in this niche, it's 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 uh, very well received.
1: So this is a a program, an outreach program that that you have that specifically serves veterans. Correct. Okay. And Correct. so when people, if people want to take advantage of that, do they just? get in touch with the alzheimer's project and, and ask for the americorps program
0: yes ma'am okay yes ma'am and they can reach out to the so we've got so just to, uh, now that i've confused you i'm gonna break <laughs> it down here real quick we've got our respite program yes we have our relief program which is our our unhappy after hours hour. unhappy hour yes <laughs> unhappy hour relief those are all capital letters too like relief <laughs> right like, you know that, that that's <laughs> means something Um, And then we have our AmeriCorps program. So those are kind of our three volunteer opportunities. And uh, yeah, that AmeriCorps program. In fact, they're doing intake right. They're uh, um, taking those applications now because that AmeriCorps program is is actually a national program. Okay. And if uh, a lot of students are drawn to that because they get,
1: oh, they get volunteer hours.
0: They get They get a stipend. They get volunteer hours, and they're getting at the end of it. Uh, they'll get money that, back that they can use towards their education.
1: Fantastic.
0: Even, but it doesn't have to just be a student. If you want to participate and give that money to your son or your daughter or your grandson or your granddaughter, it's transferable.
1: Interesting. Yes. Wow.
0: Yes. Because well, states- we have, do we do have some some older folks that you know are looking for volunteer opportunities? Like, I can do this and I can give use it to to give my grandson. Um, you know a granddaughter uh, uh, a little bit of money for college and having that older more experienced person that's kind of the same might may have it within age range mm-hmm. of, of yeah. the the person that they're they're visiting with it makes them a friend it makes them yeah. you know it there's a, a little little different relationship
1: that's awesome well since you brought up money what do you do for fundraising
0: uh, we do a lot for fundraising or we did a lot for fundraising <laughs> we do a lot more <laughs> for fundraising um, so we we uh, we do have some uh, contracts with Leon County. Um, provides us uh, with some funding uh, to 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 help caregivers and those living with disease here. Uh, the state of Florida, uh, via federal funds under the Older Americans Act, okay. uh, provides us funding to do those respite programs mm-hmm. uh, here and in eleven. That's our where our eleven county service area kind of kicks in. Okay, um, so we you know when we can't do the 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 social clubs you know they pay they help us do the at-home respite um and help us to do some of the um uh, other you know the the replacement programs that we're doing the uh, uh i'm blanking on the, <laughs> the the telephone counseling the oh, groups of okay. the the support groups and, and and those sorts of things um you know they help provide provide for that as well okay um but that's a specific uh a specific clientele okay um that goes through a, a screening process um that they uh, that, that they cover um so we kind of have a patchwork of right. of grants and then but the 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 other half of that is our um is our fundraising uh and, and those dollars we're able to bring in uh from members of the community that uh that are appreciative of our work and want to support our work um so we uh currently are working on a uh, we'll have a our cliff hinkle and i don't know if, if you ever knew uh mr hinkle but uh what a fantastic person he um passed away from from alzheimer's from the uh, effects of alzheimer's and his uh lee hinkle uh his wife is such a great supporter of ours and and so because of that we we call our our golf tournament the round to remember and the walk that we do is the walk to remember um,
1: nice oh that's wonderful so a combination of grant funding government funding and then fundraising through your golf tournament and your walk
0: golf tournament walk we have our journey of support uh we have our um our purple craze that we do in the spring mm-hmm. uh and then the in the Tallahassee Head Club what a what a fantastic <laughs> bunch if I you know I tell you if 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 you're ever just kind of feeling mopey <laughs> and if, if you get to one of their one of their gatherings on I think they meet couple, they meet twice a month uh, every other Tuesday uh, or the second and fourth Tuesday something like that um, they're just a fun bunch they'll lift your spirits right up uh, awesome. they' just just good people to be around um, but they they do a nice fundraiser for us called the Frenzy um, but purple craze and frenzy weren't able to happen this year right. So we're 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 trying to work with the with the the, the head folks to see if we can do something virtually that'll that'll kind of help. Um, you know, it uh, helps them with with their mission of of trying to be service to the community. Absolutely. But it's just any event they do is just so much fun that it's a it, it's a gift to the community in and of itself. Yeah. Not to mention anything that we might uh, any of the funding we might raise. That's
1: awesome. Well, I know that I have um, definitely seen the purple craze and the frenzy. On Facebook because I have a few friends who invite me every single time, <laughs> and um, so I'm well familiar with those events, or at least with the um, with the purple um, graphics that yeah. are on everything, which is <laughs> great. So, what would you consider to be your biggest need right now? What do you need the most?
0: Um, well, you know, funding is always, uh, is always funding is always uh, front of mind, um, and and I I hate to say it that way, uh, just in terms of, of, of need, but it, it there is a need there. We've uh, we've lost some of that this year, uh, so we're really trying to to, to do that. And uh, if people you know, are, are compelled, we'd love to uh, talk with them about making a gift. Um, the, the volunteers to uh the volunteers if you can really commit some time and commit to the program it's and it's not that it's a ton of hours but it's that it's consistency mm-hmm. uh and it's a uh, it's a great way to give back and a great way to meet some pretty amazing people and hear some fantastic stories uh some of the caregivers and some of the folks that you'd be care that that you're going to care for uh have lived some pretty spectacular lives and it's always to me i've always enjoyed kind of hearing somebody else's story uh especially you know somebody that's older than me that lived in times that i didn't get to experience
1: me too one of my very favorite things that uh, my kids will do sometimes at school or in camp is oral histories with mm-hmm with um, folks from, from other generations. And yeah. I think it's just beneficial for everybody. And I remember my um, when my younger son was in kindergarten, uh, when you mentioned St. Paul's, it reminded me that they have the grand friends program. And he would go um, once a month, I think, and they yeah. would have... Um, singing and, you know, and other activities with um, the people who were at the Alzheimer's Project there at the church. And it's such a great connection point that's intergenerational, mm-hmm. and um, making that eye contact and holding hands and singing songs and and being in that childlike um, kind of dynamic of just having fun is, I think just a win-win-win for, for everybody and i'm so glad that that's available and i really really hope that we can get back to holding hands and singing songs again soon together
0: oh yes that i mean that that's so enjoyable i mean we we do a sing-along we do a virtual sing-along that is uh it's 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 just fantastic and it's well received and and that the music is such a a big part of of, of this process too of this mm-hmm. journey uh and it's and i'm not i i won't speak to the research of it because i don't have empirical data in front of me uh but we do know that it helps, Absolutely. that it helps with the, it helps the calming, mm-hmm. uh, the rhythm and the cadence and, and everything about music does sort of uh, trigger, engage the the brain a little differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so having that, we do a sing along and we've, we've been able to do some music therapy and we're hoping to do some one-on-one music therapy if we can, we're uh, looking at getting some uh, additional funding for that. Um, so that would be, that would, that'll be helpful too, because that's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Uh, music therapy is is so good for these folks and it's a uh, a nice different way to to engage them at a respite level
1: oh that's super fun so if somebody is listening to this who is not in Tallahassee and they're thinking to themselves I don't think we have anything like this in my community and we need it what would you recommend to them
0: start with your local senior center Um, each you know each county is represented by a, a some sort of area agency on aging okay they call themselves different things uh our local one is called aging solutions uh, advantage aging Solutions, but it, it's your area agency on aging okay uh, i would start there um and a lot of times they're tied in with your local senior center uh that they'll give you sort of the the list of services and what those services include now if those services don't include something around d- dementia or or alzheimer's um that uh that's you'd kind of start to say okay well what do we need to do to get something because there is funding available at the state level Mm -hmm. uh and they're doing some some some, a lot of projects now around trying to spread that out they just uh the department of elder affairs has just kind of has just brought on or in this last legislative session gotten approval for a position that i'm calling the 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 czar of kind of these programs Mm -hmm. around dementia and i I know there's a proper name for it and i'll um everybody knows what that means i will be i will i will be properly chastised by um by those of the department i think
1: that's what they should call it if i had that job i would want to be the czar of these projects
0: well it is because it's it's just it's 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 all encompassing Mm -hmm. right so it's just trying to figure out where services are what services are doing and how we can better better serve them yeah uh and and that's a it's a it's a it's such a unique challenge and and uh alzheimer's association did a great job and and secretary perdom at the department of elder affairs did a great job of putting that together and making sure that that specific position there was dedicated funding for so that it wasn't something that was kind of know, teetering every legislative session that it's there and it's it, it's necessary and um, because we've got you know i talked before about those that are going undiagnosed mm-hmm. um, our african-american community african-americans are the fastest growing population within alzheimer's and in talking with dr robinson over at the bond community health center about that she said well because a lot of folks are just finally going to the doctor and right. finally getting that diagnosis mm-hmm. well as that as that po- as the population of patients rises, the caregivers are right there with them because the caregivers are going to be a family member. Right. Um, so that's a there, there's some outreach there that we need to do to make sure that number one people are are raising their hand and saying hey I need help, mm-hmm. but that we're also positioning ourselves to be in that in, to to make sure that we're known in that community as a group that can help them. Absolutely. Um, so that's and and that position that within elder affairs uh we hope is going to going to help that and and uh, many other things that are just you know trying to connect us all we've got some some great uh Uh, cooperation amongst our organizations statewide.
1: Absolutely well that is really helpful to know and and so I'm really glad that you came and explained the Alzheimer's Association does research so if you're giving money to the Alzheimer's Association that's going to fund research for a cure for Alzheimer's and dementia and then the Alzheimer's project is boots on the ground local outreach helping individuals who are caring for those who have Alzheimer's and dementia um, who need some help, also connecting them with, with peers who are having shared experiences, and then engaging the, the patients themselves in activities that are going to help them to be able to, to live fulfilling lives while the Alzheimer's Association is off funding, you know, doing the research on, on a cure. And it's so important to know that both of those are available and that wherever you listeners are on the spectrum of need, whether you're raising your hand saying, I need that, I need to call them for help, or whether you're thinking, I think I could help with that. How can they get in touch with you? Uh,
0: they, can, they can call us at 386-2778. Uh, they can go on our website, alzheimersproject.org. And as I was reminded by our mutual friend, uh, find us on social media. Yes, uh, find us on Facebook because we do a lot of program. We actually do a lot of programming. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 bingo on Facebook on Friday afternoons is oh, fun. Very good. <laughs> uh, but of course, our sing-alongs too uh, that uh, that uh, Summer Henderson does. Uh, those are great. Um, so yeah, we we we're gonna looking to start having. Uh, guest i don't know if it's guest pickers for the bingo or Mm -hmm. guest host or uh maybe a guest host for the sing-alongs but uh but just trying to and we and we just actually started a um a cafe a a book cafe um to talk about books and talk about stories and talk about uh um just literary literary things and uh and and so that's gotten uh that's been very well received too you can find out all about that on on facebook and uh so that's our social media as well we're out there
1: Excellent. All right. Well, you guys, there's just no uh, reason for you to not have some type of involvement with the Alzheimer's Project. There is something out there that you can do. And I'm guessing that you have somebody in your life who has experienced dementia or Alzheimer's um, that is close to you. And there is a spot in your heart that wants to give back. So when you think about them, think about the Alzheimer's Project. Um, Go online, um, find them. And that's, remember, that's just how part of how you can save everything so thanks john for being here today
0: thank you so much heather i enjoyed being here and uh, what a what a great opportunity to talk about and share how we solve things
1: yes absolutely <laughs> thank you thank you
0: status confirmed this problem is solved
1: well that's it for this week guys we did it we solved another problem with a little help from our friends you can be a superhero too check us out online that's where all the information is about how you can jump in and start solving everything
0: Heather solves everything with a little help from Everyday Heroes.